Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. What's up, everybody? I'm here with Dustin. How you doing, Dustin? Hey, Chad. I'm doing well, man. Awesome. It's been fun getting out and about. I know you've been super crazy busy going to school after school after school, even though we've had some cancellations because of this virus that won't go away. But uh, but you've got to get out to many schools this last week. I got to go and be with Juab High School last night, and it's always fun to be with our athletes. But I hope you're doing well, and Hope all is well with you and your family. Yeah, it's been busy, and which is good. We, I love it. I, I actually called home when I was driving back from Idaho speaking, and my wife asked me how, how the day went. I, I had been at three schools that day and done three presentations, and I said, honestly, these days are my favorite days. They're, the more we can get in front of the kids and speak and, and talk to them, it just those are the best days of the year for me. So it, it's been good. And we'll be getting back to Olympus High School, Park City High School, a bunch of these schools that we had to postpone because of COVID. And then hopefully some of these listeners who, who listen to this podcast can help us speak to their coach or their team and uh, coaches and their school. If, if they could help us with that, that'd be great. So there's my invitation to parents listening. Help us get to in front of your kids. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I wanted to talk about a subject today that really came to mind because of a TikTok video that went a little viral on our TikTok channel. I'm sure it's mostly because of your like super handsome face on there. But but part of it was the the message as well. Uh, you ran into a young man who went to a a football camp that you spoke at representing especially for athletes and and QB elite and and you talked about respect the young man's name is Brady Nickel and he's currently working uh, diligently to become an Olympian in the skeleton he talked about something that you taught him that really had made a big difference in his life and it's something that's so simple but made such a big impact and then, of course, that resonated super well with our TikTok audience. And so, so would you share that experience that you had with Brady Nickel? And then, and then I'll share the video that we put on TikTok. Okay, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to discuss this today, Shad. And, and, you know, so our listeners know, you know, we, we communicate throughout the week on different subjects and potential people that we want to maybe interview and and uh, then we'll go back and forth on what we want to talk about. And you sent me a text message saying, hey, I want to talk about, you know, this particular uh, story and, and this uh, the, the result of it. And I love it because we talk about it all the time when we're speaking. Uh, when I'm coaching, I, I talk about it often. And it's such a simple, easy thing to do. And it's, it's crazy to me that the effect that it has. And in some parts of the country, it's, it's just commonplace, but it's, it's not you know, out here in the Midwest area. And that's the simple practice of, of respecting people, especially our elders and, and simply using or getting in the habit of saying, yes, sir, or no, sir, or yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, look people in the eyes, 
when you talk to him. So I was at the chiropractor and I uh, was getting ready to leave. And uh, a young man who had been waiting in his 20s said, hey, are you you Coach Smith? You Dustin Smith? And I said, yeah, how are you? And I immediately looked at his wrist to see if he was wearing one of our wristbands. And he didn't have one on. And I said, yeah, he's like, um, I, I got a cool story to tell you. And he, the doctors who were there in the room, the chiropractor said, oh, yeah, what's that? He said, this guy, when I was in seventh grade, told me at a camp, if I wanted to stand out and be remembered that uh, on top of being a good athlete, a good student and things, that I should practice getting the habit of saying, yes, sir. And, and yes, ma'am, when, I, when I'm speaking to people. And look him in the eyes. And uh, he said, I just wanted you to know I've been trying to, uh, I've been meaning to track you down and let you know I've been practicing that ever since. It's been 10 years. He said it's helped him get jobs. He said it, he felt like it's helped him get more tips when he was a waiter at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says he's had people his whole life comment to him since then on, you know, and say thank you to him um, and, and be impressed by the fact that he would simply say, you know, yes, sir, or no, sir, when he'd be asked a question, you know, or yes, ma'am. And uh, so anyway, I, I, I thought that was super cool. And, and what a simple practice that in the South, you know, they kids are brought up speaking that way. And we don't do it a whole lot out here in, in our neck of the woods in uh, Utah. And, and uh, I think it's a simple practice that we could all benefit from encouraging our kids to, to start doing yeah, let me show that video real quick because he took a second and got on your phone and and just shared that, even though you summarized it really well there. Let's listen to him kind of explain the impact that had on his life, and then we'll we'll come back and talk a little more about it. Hey, so I wanted to tell you a, a quick story, something that just happened. I was in a store, and I uh, had this young man walk up to me and say something to me that reminded me of the importance of saying yes, sir, and yes, ma'am to the adults in your life, athletes. So I wanted to have him tell you a story. His name's Bradley Nickel, and he's going to be in the 2026 Olympics, in the Winter Olympics. He's training right now out in New York for that, and he's a local kid from Utah. But I just bumped into him, and I haven't seen him or don't even remember him. It's been 10 years since I met him. But I want to have him tell you what he just came up and told me a minute ago. Hey, guys. uh, Like you said, my name is Bradley. and I'm training to be an Olympian for for the U.S. skeleton team. Um, when I was 12 years old, I uh, Dustin was my quarterback coach when I played quarterback back in the day. Um, and at the camp, he said, if you want to stand out to people, you say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am to them, or yes, yes, coach. Um, and for some reason, I remembered that. Um, and I've said yes, sir, yes, ma'am, ever since. Uh, and there's been so many compliments throughout my life of people saying, where did you learn that? Thank you for saying that. Um, there's not a lot of people that uh, show that respect anymore. Uh, and it's been able to help me get through life, get me some jobs um, and all that. So uh, make sure you say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. I promise you it will set an amazing impression onto to adults. All right, Dustin. I, man, what a great kid. And, and currently you know, hundreds of thousands of people have liked and shared that on our TikTok account. And I think it is something that's missing from our society right now. This idea of just showing respect. And so Dustin, why is that something for you as you go around and just speak to young people all over the country? 
Why is this something that you emphasize? Why do you think it's so important? I know that, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, looking people in the eyes are small things, or some people would say they're just words. But why do you think this idea of respecting other people is so important for our this generation to hear about? Well, I think there's a there's a bit of, of humility that comes from acknowledging somebody that way, I think, right? When 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 you say yes, sir, to somebody, and I do, if I if I if I get asked a question even by even even people who are younger than me, um, I, I, I usually won't say yes, ma'am. Um, but if, uh, I, some girls don't like being, especially if they're younger than you're being called ma'am. And I understand that, but I'll say yes, sir, to, to people all the time. And I, to me, I feel like it's a sign of, it's, it's a, it's a sign of respect. I feel humbled by, by calling them that, um, rather than saying, yeah, you know, thanks dude, or <laughs> thanks man, or something. It's just, it's a, it's a more respectful way of acknowledging them. And, and I, I, they, I think they feel the same. It's different than being called, you know, buddy or, or dude or bro or something, which is a very informal, you know, way of talking to somebody. And so when you're, when you're a kid and you're talking to an adult and kids nowadays, I, I, you know, we talk about this quite a bit are been are being trained not on purpose, but it's just the world we live in. We call them the I generation. We've talked about that before. Their eyes are down looking at devices and they have not practiced or developed the habit of looking people in the eyes for very long. It's difficult for them to do it. And anybody who's had to interview a young person for a job recently will notice that when you're talking to them, um, it, it's difficult for them to make eye contact for very long. And, uh, and, and for some of them to hold a conversation for very long because they haven't done it very often. Most of their communication happens by looking down at a device and using their fingers to text something to somebody. And so when you're talking to somebody and they do look you in the eyes and a kid does show you that courtesy and, and is humble enough to say, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, it makes an impact. You remember that kid. I tell people all the time when I do football camps and I get the best football players in the Western United States attending a camp, I time after time have remembered the kid from Texas or the kid from the South who comes to my camp simply because he, he presents himself differently. The way he shakes up my hand, the way he looks at me when he says, yes, sir, no, sir. Thank you, coach. You remember that kid. And there's a hundred different kids there. They're all good football players. Well, what's the difference between the two, the, the, you know, the, the top 10 kids who are all really athletic it's sometimes something as simple as the respect they show and the humility that they show to say yes, sir, and to look you in the eyes. And so to the point of that video, if you want to stand out, if you want to be different, you want people to respect you and to think highly of you, show respect back. And a very simple way to do it is in the courtesy that we show somebody especially older than us or somebody who might have a be in a position of uh, you know, like a coach or a teacher um, is to acknowledge and respect their position by saying yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. And it's just a, it's an easy habit to develop if we'll emphasize it at home 
and it's one that is not going to get the kids in trouble. It's, it's, it's only going to help them in life. Yeah. And you know, it, this reminds me of the Nick Saban video that I did a, a podcast with, with Cameron Stewart, where he talked about the difference between the words and, and, but, you know, he, he compared it to a, or he talked about a defensive back, you know, and said, okay, I, I listened for the words and, and, but, uh, he runs a four or three, he has great ball skills. He, you know, can really shut down a receiver. And then he says that next word is super important. Is it and or but, you know, if it's but, then that's but, you know, he struggles in the classroom. He's a bad teammate. He doesn't treat people well. But if it's and, then, you know, his eyes kind of light up, which is, you know, and he's a great teammate. He respects others. He's good in the classroom. And sometimes that end makes all the difference. And when you're talking about these, this young man, Brady or Bradley, uh, you know, it does feel good to feel respected. And I love showing that respect at a Wendy's drive through you know, thank you, ma'am. Thank yeah. you, sir. People who don't, Sometimes it's easy to respect those people who can do something for us. I think the true measure of uh, the character of an individual is the respect that they show people in, in two ways. People who could do nothing for them or when it's anonymous, like online, for example. Um, yeah. You know, just true character is someone who is respectful to to everyone, especially those who society might say doesn't deserve it. And so I, I would love to know well, your that, thoughts on that. Well, that's our principle. Seek to bless, not impress, right? That's the fourth principle in our book. And, you know, of, of, of course, and I, I just said it earlier, you, you, you do tell the, when I do tell the kids, you'll stand out um, because it's true. People will remember you. And that might sound contrary to that principle of seek to bless, not impress, because it sounds like you're trying to impress somebody by saying, you know, yes, sir, or, or no, sir. And that's you're not doing it thinking I want to impress them. I'm going to say, yes, sir. When it becomes who you are and you just get in the habit of doing it, the byproduct of that is going to be people are going to show you a little bit more respect because, you know, they, they, they know that you're a respectful person but the, the when you do it in a to a random person anonymously or like you just mentioned you're if our if our kids driving through a drive-through or at a grocery store or whatever can show the sort of respect when somebody bags their groceries and is doing a service for them and they say anything else and you can say no sir thank you um it, it's just imagine it just it knocks down the the barriers and the the maybe the just the, the, yeah, the barriers that are between us as human beings right now, because we don't talk enough. We don't look each other in the, in the eyes and, and see each other. And we, we just see each other as these, you know, these avatars on social media or video games. And, and, and when you look at somebody in the eyes and show them respect or, you know, some dignity, you know, it goes a long way. Um, and Chad, I, I actually want to, get your thoughts on that. I, I mentioned to you before when we were in our prep for this episode that 
I wanted to read something and I didn't tell you, I didn't read it to you. So I want to do it now and then get your thoughts on it. But I wanted to read something from one of my favorite books and discussing this idea of respect and dignity and, and, and then maybe hear what you have to think about it. Yeah. Um, for parents who listen to this or coaches, we talk about our book, the Sportlight, but there are, there are other books out there that, I really think we would be uh, wise to encourage our, our sons and daughters to either read or to listen to. Um, and this is one of them. This is a book that I would recommend to everybody. I've actually communicated uh, with the author or the author of this, um, Jim Denny, who's with the Orlando Magic organization now for a career. But it's it's called Character Carved in Stone. And it's the, the 12 core virtues of the of the West Point academy it's actually etched into benches on the campus at west point academy these 12 core character uh, characteristics anyway one of the one of them is on dignity and i just want to read what this means the word dignity comes from the latin word dignitas meaning worthiness when we speak and act in a dignified way we demonstrate our own worthiness our own human worth when we respect and defend the dignity of other people, we value their human worth. Marcus Aurelius, the Stoic philosopher and the last of the five good emperors of Rome, he said, there is proper dignity and proportion to be observed in the performance of every act of life. Dignity is a priceless virtue, a virtue that is in danger of extinction in our society. We maintain our dignity by good conduct and good manners by remaining calm and poised under pressure, by being thoughtful instead of emotional, by maintaining self-control, especially when others are losing control, by accepting setbacks and disappointments with grace, by demonstrating excellence in everything we do and say, and by respecting others. All human beings have a right to have their dignity respected and protected. One of the worst things one human being can do to another is to humiliate that person, to rob that person of their God-given dignity. The foundation of most moral precepts is the notion that all human beings have an inherent right to be treated with dignity. And then it goes on to talk a little bit more mm-hmm. about that and, and respect. But, you know, I, I agree with this idea that dignity might it's it's a characteristic that's slowly becoming extinct i think in our and we as coaches and parents i think should be talking to our kids about the worst thing you can do to another human being is to rob them of their dignity to humiliate them uh, anyway that, that's kind of my thought on that I'm curious here chef yeah i i kind of had another thought you know so we go around and when we do our presentations and people who listen to this podcast have obviously heard us talk about this one of the main concepts of especially for athletes is the sport life, right? It's our book, it's our podcast, and that is the extra attention that comes to an athlete because they are an athlete in the spotlight. And we all know that athletes have increased opportunity to influence the lives of those around them. But after we teach that, Dustin, as you know, we are very, very careful to make sure that we never give our athletes the impression that they are better or more important than other people, just because the world gives them more attention. You know, I, I think of a one analogy that we've used where we even do this little graphic on the screen that 
we are not asking athletes to come down from the heights of Mount Coolness, you know, to the mainlands of normal people and bless people with their presence. Our message to them is that everyone, I love those, everyone deserves, has dignity that deserves to be respected and protected. And so what we're asking athletes to do is to use their influence to help everyone, not, not only to see the dignity and the good in others, but to help others see and respect and protect the dignity and the good in other people. And I think that that's something that right now our society is just, we always want to find ways to put ourselves above other people. You know, that the, the guy who picks up your trash is uh, some people, the way they treat those people is just quite despicable. The, the lady who's sitting there in the drive-through at McDonald's, she has dignity that is worth being respected and protected. And so these little ways, as we teach our athletes, every kid at their school has dignity that deserves to be respected and protected. And one thing that always drives me crazy is when I visit a high school or become aware of a high school where it's like there's these rivalries within the school, meaning like the band people make fun of the athletes, the athletes make fun of the band, the cheerleaders hate the drill team, the drill team hates the soccer players, the soccer, you know, and it's like this, they're all trying to, it's like they're all in this competition to see who is most important. And the message we try to share with people is everybody's important. Everybody has dignity. Everybody deserves to have that dignity respected and protected. And we teach our athletes that because they're in the sport light, they have an even greater opportunity not to be more important but a greater opportunity to use that influence to respect and protect the dignity of other people. And I just think that's a really important distinction that came to mind when you were reading that is we are not telling athletes they're better than others. We're telling them they're in a position to help everyone else see the dignity of everyone around them. And I think that's an important distinction and little things like saying, Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. To a referee, to a coach, to a to all these people we've been talking about—a grocery store clerk or a or a person at a drive-through. If we will just get within our brains that everybody has has a right to have their dignity respected and protected, I think we would all do better and make our society a better place. Well, and I, I didn't, I agree, Shad, and I would also encourage parents, they're not going to, you know, our, our 14-year-old son isn't going to say yes, sir, to his, you know, to a, another 14-year-old at the school. So another practice that we could be teaching our kids, and, and we've probably talked about this on past podcasts, it's from a book by Dale Carnegie, that he's got a chapter on it on how to win friends and influence people is the name of the book. But he talks about remembering and calling people by their name, remembering their name and, 
and referring to them by their name. And that's something we, we talk to athletes about that when, when you're, we're talking to our kid about being friendly and, and, and getting to know others, you know, when you get to know the name of the person at, you know, at the restaurant or at the, you know, the, the waiter at the restaurant you like to go to or the, or the clerk at the grocery store that you go to a lot, you know, a lot of times they have their name tags on them. You know, I, I personally make it a habit to look at their name tag. And then when they, you know, they ask me if I need anything else or whatever, I'll say thank you. And then I'll, I'll call them by their name. And it's amazing to see when people hear their name, <laughs> their eyes light up, right? They look up at you. They, they almost ask themselves, well, how do I know you? Do you know me? Why did you call me by my name? And when you've met somebody and a week later, you bump into them again and you call them by your name, it shows that you remembered them. And again, that's a sign of respect. It's one thing for me to say, you know, if I bump into you and you and I get to know each other one day at a, at a park watching our sons play soccer, and then three months later I see you and I say, hey, Shad, remember me? I met you at the soccer game. You know, when I say, hey, you, or hey, man, I remember you at the soccer game, it's not nearly as powerful or respectful as it would be if I said, hey, Shad, as soon as you hear me say your name, you think, wow, this guy remembered me. This guy's, that's cool. Like he's, he's, it just, again, it's, it's little things like that, that when we're talking to our kids about how they can do the work, which is what we're trying to get them to do, to give back. Here's some very simple practices. Talk with our kids and the kids we coach about remembering people's names, calling people by their names, because that's a sign of respect. And to those older than you say, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. It's not a big ask. It's not going to change the world. But it is a, something that shows respect and helps people feel dignified. And, and, and it's also an act of humility on our end to treat people that way, which we all could use. So, yeah, yeah Shad, I, I think that these are those are a couple simple things and something like you said that we stress hard with the athletes we get in front of. Awesome. Can I make it a little more complicated, Dustin? <laughs> OK, go ahead. <laughs> You know, I, I just wonder, because sometimes right now, I do think sometimes there's a danger in teaching our youth that you just have to respect and obey every bit of authority that's ever placed in your in your life and that you can never question their their views or their assumptions or anything like that. Um, what happens when your child is being coached by a coach? that really acts in very disrespectful ways, either disrespectful to themselves, disrespectful to the players, um, disrespectful to the other team or, or the referees. And there's this culture of disrespect and you try to balance the, you know, wanting your child to show respect to their coach, who's their coach and takes time to be with them and to try to help them. But at the same time, you're trying to manage not letting that coach's character bleed into your, your child's character. How do you handle that situation when a coach might not be as worthy of a respect of respect as other people? That's a, yeah, you're right. That is a tough one. Um, and it does happen. And, and I, I felt like I've had it happen when I was a player. Um, I had a particular coach uh, that I didn't respect. Um, I didn't respect the way that he treated me and others, players, and 
um, some of the mind games and, and things that were played. And it was very, very difficult to play for him. Um, I didn't pop off or show him disrespect, but we didn't become friends. And, and I wonder now if maybe if I had gone in and explained a little bit more how I felt, if it would have helped or not, I don't know. Um, I think some of the old school style coaches back when, you know, when you and I were in playing in, in high school and college, if, if you tried to have a discussion with a coach about something like that, they would, you know, throw you out of the office or something. Um, I don't think that's as much the case nowadays. I, I, I hope it's not. I would hope that if a, if a kid was feeling disrespected or that he was being belittled or talked down to, and it was affecting him, especially if it was affecting him, you know, in, in the mental health area, if it was causing unnecessary stress and anxiety in his life, I would hope that he would tell the coach. And I, I encourage my, my, you know, advice to my own son or daughter would be, I think you need to ask the coach if you could, you know, talk to her or him and explain that you're having a hard time at practice because you feel like you can't, uh, you can't concentrate as much because you're being talked down to, or you feel like you're being belittled or embarrassed in front of the team. And, and the hard thing is, is you're asking your kid to be really vulnerable when they do that. Right. And, the coach could always come back and say, well, I'm not, and you, that's your problem, and you need to be more mentally tough, and, and then it would backfire, and and that's the really, really hard part as a, as a parent, because especially if you follow our advice, we ask parents to not be the ones to contact the coach, let the kids talk to the coach. In this particular circumstance, however, I think if the, if the athlete – the player has tried to address it with the coach and it continues to be a thing where the coach is belittling and embarrassing and demeaning their child. And the coach, the kid has tried to talk it out with the coach and the kid is doing their best to respect the, the, the position of the coach. Then I think that it's okay. And I think that parents should, reach out and say, hey, we need to talk. I think sometimes coaches need to hear that I'm all right with you pushing and coaching my son, but you can't be calling him those names. Um, and, and I know that's, you know, I, I, those, those, those are real awkward situations for everybody, but sometimes things need to be, be done. I think as far as what we tell our kids, it's, it's a good lesson to learn that not everybody in life are good leaders. And sometimes you have managers and sometimes you have leaders. And if the coach is more of a manager, their job is just to get you to play hard and to win games. They just manage the team. And then you have people who are coaches, and they want to coach you and, and teach you more about life and, and the game as well. If you have just the manager type or just the trainer type, then uh, you know I think it's important that we tell our kids to still show the respect. They are your coach, but that doesn't mean that you can't stand up and talk to your coach and say that the way they're speaking to you and treating you um, is embarrassing and difficult. And hopefully it doesn't get to that point where the coach continues to do it. And then, you know, you run the risk of the kid not wanting to play for the team anymore or, or uh, the sport. And that's the sad part is when you get adult figures who, who don't get called out and continue to do it, that 
they can run a lot of kids out of the game and out of the sport and take the, the love of it away from them a little bit. And, and that's mm-hmm. tough because I don't know what the exact answer to that is. Other than I do think, though, it's okay if it gets to a certain point. It is what it is, and adults need to be called out. Yeah. At a certain point, they need to be told that's it, that doesn't fly, and and then you got to just deal with the pieces of that. But uh, we can't let our kids just be stomped on forever because we want to just the, the the title of coach needs to be earned. I think that's a sacred word, and if you're going to be called coach, then you need to earn it. And and how you respect your team, I'm not going to call anybody coach that I don't respect. And I have I know guys that are in their 70s and 80s who aren't coaches anymore, but I call them coach. It's an honor to be called coach. I hope that when I'm older, kids will still call me coach. <laughs> but to me, that's something you got to earn. You can't just, you know, if you're disrespectful, then I may, uh, you know, I may call yeah. you by your first name and not coach. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dustin, I, I had a few thoughts on there. First of all, I think it is good to practice being civil and showing an appropriate level of respect. That doesn't mean like a hundred percent obedience or anything like that. But in our society today, some people write off others, like they don't deserve any respect and think that that gives them license to treat them as horrible as they want because they have different views or, or whatever. Um, I think it's good practice to respect people who maybe don't deserve may not deserve it as much. I even hesitate saying that because that quote you read from that book, you know, everyone has dignity that deserves to be respected and protected. And so, so, you know, I think everyone has it, but obviously there are those situations where, you know, someone might not have earned the title of coach. We'll just put it that way. I, um, a few other thoughts that came to mind is like you just said, you know, there I've had many coaches in my life, so have you. Um, it's interesting what you just said. Like, uh, I think of Coach Bothwell. If I were to see him today, I would call him Coach. I think of Coach Phelps. If I were to see him today, I would call him Coach. I mean, these were men in my life. Coach Paxton. I was so close to him that I'd probably call him Bill because he was my best friend's dad, you know, but, but, but what an incredible coach. And, and I just, I do think that sometimes if, if coaches listening to this are wondering, like, am I, I wonder how my, my players view me. I do think that because of the fear of losing playing time or losing a position and on the team or whatever it might be, that some coaches think everyone has great respect for them and just loves everything that they do, but they're kind of lulled to sleep by the fact that they can hold playing time or positions on the team over a kid's head. And a great measure is how much contact those kids have with you after they're done playing. Respect can be shown in simple ways, but to truly be felt if your players truly respect you, then you've had an impact on their life. And, and I, I feel that some, some coaches mistake respect for obedience and fear. (laughs) And, um, but once true respect is long lasting, like those, those gentlemen who coached me 
that I mentioned to you. There's reasons why I brought up their names. And so, so I just, you know, I, I'm grateful for what you brought up and what you teach so many people around the country, Dustin, because I really believe every individual is worthy to have their dignity respected and protected. And it's something we're passionate about as we teach, teach these athletes around the country. And, and we're glad that it's resonated with some. We hope it resonates with a lot more because it makes a big difference in their life and the life of those that they show respect and dignity toward. So thank you for your thoughts and your teaching on that over the years, man. Hey, you bet, man. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining the Sportlight Podcast. We encourage you to subscribe and share it. If there's ever an episode that resonates really well with you, we hope some parents are listening to this with their their child. And we'd love to hear those experiences. So contact us. We're everywhere on social media. Search Especially for Athletes uh, there or go to especiallyforathletes.org. Send us a message or get on our Twitter and tag us at E4A family. We thank you for joining the Sportlight Podcast. Eyes up. Do the work. This has been the Sportlight Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org slash book.